Well, it took a little longer than expected, but the Cardinals did end up getting not only the win last night, but also the series win over the Reds. Thanks to some slick defensive plays and maneuvering. We've got a recap of the impressive month of August for the Cardinals as far as numbers go and the latest on Jack Flaherty and how he looked in his rehab start on Wednesday night for Springfield. All on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinal fans. I am J.D. Haffron. I am a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, lifetime Cardinals fan, and I am your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, on YouTube. Make sure you're liking us and subscribing and commenting so you can interact with us. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you. So you never, ever have to go to a dealership again. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to vroom.com, and check out thousands of great cars. So coming into the series against the Reds, I said that getting a sweep had to be the mentality for this team. The Reds have a roster filled with AAA talent playing for their big league club. There should be no reason that the Cardinals don't come out and just destroy these guys for three straight games. Game one on Monday, they did just that. Lighting up the Reds pitching staff like the 4th of July en route to a 13-run, 14-hit performance. I expected much of the same the next couple of nights, but that did not happen. Tuesday night, the bats, they just completely vanish. The team manages to score just one run on a Tommy Edmonds solo shot and just four total hits in a dull and lackluster game that had many people fighting to stay awake to watch it. Quick shout out to Kyler T on our YouTube page. He left this comment in the YouTube comments below yesterday's video, quote, I watched it while I was in an online Zoom class about finance, and I can tell you the game was somehow more boring than the class. <laughs> Sorry that the, the cards were unable to entertain you properly. We were all kind of bummed after Tuesday night's game. Just, you know, just wasn't fun. That, that wasn't an enjoyable experience. If, if the Cardinals are going to lose games, at least make them fun games to watch if you're going to go down. Not like that. That one sucked. But last night, I was hoping to see the team we saw on Monday, and I had good reason to be optimistic. The Reds were throwing left-hander Mike Miner, who the Cardinals have consistently beat up on over the years. And obviously, the Cards rip left-handers. It's what they do. One of the best teams in baseball against left-handed pitchers. But again, the bats were a little dormant early on in this one. Had a few adjustments to the lineup to give uh, some of the guys some rest. Edmund leads off. He was at second base. Carlson got the start in center. O'Neill on left field. Donovan in right field. The young and shortstop, Molina behind the dish again, and Albert DHing. I was not a fan of the the uh, young Molina back-to-back because they have not been good. <laughs> I didn't understand that one in the lineup, but that's what Ollie went with. So let's go to the top of the first. The Reds keep Edmund in the yard for once. Just kidding, although he has been showing off the muscles recently. He singles, but Carlson grounds into the double play. Goldie walks, but Arnado pops out. 
but a little bit of life, okay? They're, they're, they're moving around a little bit there in the first inning, so that, that's a reason to be optimistic of what might happen in this one. Jose Quintana starts for the Cardinals. He holds the Reds' offense at bay for the first few innings, so let's just go ahead and fast forward to the bottom of the third where the Reds get a leadoff single, then a walk. A fielder's choice makes it second and third and one out for Jonathan India, who has been the Reds' hottest hitter. He's been a tough out recently, and he drives a single to right, scoring the first run of the game one to nothing. Next hitter, Nixon Zell. He catches a curveball up in the zone, shoots at the center. All of a sudden, it's two to nothing, Reds, and the Cardinals are in a hole. We head to the top of the fourth. Goldie leading off, and he, he works an awesome 10 pitch at bat. I love seeing stuff like that. I love guys who can foul it off, won't swing at a bunch of horrible pitches, and just you got to keep the at bat going. So, um, he does this awesome at bat against Minor before he singles, and uh, that brings in Nolan Arenado. And Nolan works a seven-pitch at bat. Again, fantastic job of hitting against Minor before he finally catches a hanging knuckle curveball that Arenado yanks down the line, and he kind of uses some body language. He's like, as he's trying to lean over to make sure it stays fair, and it does. It stays just fair. Off the foul pole in left field is 28th of the year. RBI is 88-89, and we're back to square one with a 2-2 ball game. By the way, that was the 50th home run in the month of August for the Redbirds, which is a new club record for the month of August and is the third most ever in a month by the team. The Cards hit 52 last September, and uh, that was during that 17-game winning streak that they went on, and they were just doing everything right. And then April 2000, they hit 55 out of the gate. Uh, that year was when uh, Jimmy Edmonds hit 42. Uh, McGuire was on that team, although uh, I don't believe he played a whole season in 2000. I think he ended up getting hurt, but uh, he was there at the beginning. So um, some good power hitters on that squad. J.D. Drew was on that one, by the way. Why, why I remember all of this, I don't know. But let, let's move on. Bottom half of the, uh, let's see, where are we at here? We'll go to the top of the fifth inning. Let's go there instead. Top of the fifth, Cardinals get a single by Carlson, which knocks Miner out of the game. But he didn't pitch, pitch bad considering that normally the, the Cardinals light him up, like I said earlier. So um, not a bad outing for Miner. Goldie flies out, though. They end the inning. It's still 2-2. Two to two. Bottom half of the fifth. Senzel gets a two-out single. That knocks out Quintana. Another competitive start. Can I say that? Competitive start, I guess. We can call it from Jose. Four and two-thirds, seven hits, two runs, one walk, one strikeout, 78 pitches. You'd like to see him go further in the game. But with the day off on Thursday, you can use your bullpen earlier in this one. Still, I hope this doesn't become a trend for Jose Quintana, who since throwing back-to-back -back six inning games when he joined the team has now gone five, then two and two-thirds, five, four and two-thirds. Now in each outing, he's only given up two earned runs or less, but still something to keep an eye on going forward. So Jordan Hicks comes in the game. He strikes out Farmer on four pitches. The inning's over, top of six. You get a leadoff double by Arenado. And you're like, okay, there we go. Leadoff double. Let's, let's get it moving here. Albert flies out to left field. Then O'Neill reaches on a fielder's choice. And then DeYoung pops out again. Zilch that inning. Hicks works around a couple of hits in the sixth. Throws up a zero. We move on to the top of the seventh. And Yadier Molina gets a hit. I repeat, Yadier Molina gets a hit. Had been 0 for his last 22, but it felt like he'd been 0 for his last 500. But he finally cracks the hit column again, but is quickly erased on a fielder's choice. But then Edmund doubles. We got second and third and one out. Ollie brings in the Red Hot Dickerson for Carlson, and he whiffs two outs. Then Goldie grounds out. So nada, nothing in that inning. So you're going to begin to notice a, a trend here with what the Cardinals score in the inning. 
Gallegos jumps in on the mound next. He puts up a zero against the Regs. We Reds to the top of the eighth. We go. Nothing for either team again. To the ninth inning. Lars Newbar pinch hits for Paul DeYoung. And guys, I know Paul was a feel-good story when he got called back up. Uh, it lasted for about a week and a half, and he was hitting all right. Dude hasn't had a hit since August 21st. Nothing. Hasn't had a hit in his last 21 plate appearances. In his last 35 plate appearances, he's hitting 67. 67. And is now hitting a combined 160 on the year. It's not good. It's really not good. Um, back to the game, though. Newt draws the walk. Steals second. His fourth of the year. But Yachty pops out weakly. Donovan flies out. Edmund grounds out. Cards again. Can't score. Can't even move the guy to third, which is infuriating. Held scoreless. We move on. Reds get a chance in the bottom of the ninth. They get a leadoff single against Romero, but he gets the next two out. Housley comes in to face the righty. India ends up walking him, but that's okay. He then gets Romine to pop out. We're headed for Ghost Runners and extra innings, and that's when the fun really begins in this game. We'll go into that next, but first let's talk about something that is a little more serious than extra innings and statistics. Let's talk about driving under the influence. More specifically, are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's worst? What's the worst thing that can happen? You drive stoned, you end up driving below the speed limit. People think that's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. So that's a buzzkill. Okay, stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, whether it's recreational or medicinal, do not, I repeat, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different, drive high, get a DUI. So to the 10th inning, we go in this one. And um, in the current rules of baseball to help speed things up and prevent teams from exhausting their bullpens, we begin with whomever made the last out in the previous inning on second base. And we call those ghost runners. You remember when you played kickball or wiffle ball or anything like that back in the days, kid? You had ghost runners. So you automatically get a runner at second base. So the Cardinals, they get a perfect guy in Tommy Edmond to start in scoring position at second base in the 10th inning. But Dickerson strikes out to start the inning. Goldie walks. Arenado grounds into double plays. Uh, again, can't even get the guy over. No runs, no hits again. Helsley still in the game in the 10th inning. Austin Romine begins at second base. Helsley gets the uh, first two guys. They didn't uh, intentionally walk Lopez to bring in Colin Moran. Now, over the years, Colin Moran has been kind of a thorn in the side of the Cardinals. He tends to hit them very, very well. But on this night, Helsley says, no, sir, not going to happen this time around. He sits him down on three straight fireballs. Over 100 miles per hour each one, I believe, was 102.1 on his first pitch to him. Just smoke, straight smoke, and sits Moran down. To the 11th we go. Arenado starts at second. Pujols leads off in what could be his last at bat ever at Great American Ballpark, but he flies to right and moves no one to third with one out. So good job, Albert. Okay, he got the job done. At least we got the guy to third finally. Enfield comes in for Tyler O'Neill, and he hits an absolute screamer, but it's right at the shortstop, fielded cleanly. Arenado can't score. Two outs. Newbar works another walk, but Molina comes up. And this is where I tweeted out, I was like, ooh, is this going to be the moment? Is this going to be Molina's moment where he does something great at the plate? Perhaps his last at bat at Great American Ballpark as well? Nope. 
strikes out. And he looked bad. It was a bad strikeout. Not even a really competitive at bat at all. So another scoreless and hitless inning for the Cardinals. Bottom of 11 we go. And here comes Andre Pallante. Uh, Moran starts at second base. TJ Friedel leads off with a soft single up the middle. Friedel, very fast runner for the Reds. Uh, Donovan keeps it on the infield, which was great. But Friedel, safe at first. He's very quick. Moran moves over to third. So we got runners on the corners. Nobody out. The Cardinals bring in Nolan Gorman as a fifth infielder to crowd the infield. So you've got a third base shortstop. You've got a fifth infielder. You've got a second baseman. You got a first baseman. Okay. So nothing on the ground can get through. You got that all blocked. A lot of space in the outfield for something to fall in. That would end the game, but you're going to take your chances. Okay. You're going to try something. And uh, Palante gets the grounder to first with the first guy. No movement. You got one out. So it's working out okay. Next hitter, Jake Fraley. He hits a hard ground at a shortstop, and Colin Moran breaks from third base. Tommy Edmund, he fields it. He fires home, and it goes wide. But Molina, the hero that we deserve on this night, goes to the side, and in one motion, he catches it like pirouette spins and applies the tag on Moran. Call is out at the plate. Reds challenge. We're all like in anticipation, like, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. What's it going to be? Call on the field stands. Yeah. Two out. And, yes, Molina has looked brutal at the plate. But, again, it's stuff like this that makes him invaluable behind the plate. That's why he still starts because these are things he can do. He can call a game better than anybody else. So, you just got to put up with the no offense, really, until he gets things going, which may never happen. Uh, the, they intentionally walk India to pitch to Romine, and then I'm thinking, uh-oh, Romine revenge time. But nope, defense comes up big again. Ground ball to Goldie's right. He dashes over there, fields it, throws a dart to Palante, who's covering first. They get the out. They escape the inning. Top of 12 we go. Molina starts at second base with all of his speed and uh, eventually is pinch ran for by, by Kisner after uh, Donovan gets a walk. But um, Kisner never gets to move past second base again. Cards go quietly. No hits. No runs. Don't move the runner over again. Ugh. I'm, I'm so tired of it. It's annoying. Uh, bottom of 12, Kisner now in a catcher. Reds have Romine at second base. First batter is Farmer, who lays down the sacrifice bunt. See how easy it is, Cardinals? Watch how Kyle Farmer did it. Boop. Puts the bat out there, keeps it level, bunts, clean, sacrifice. Runner moves over. For God's sakes, can the Cardinals learn to bunt? It shouldn't be this difficult. Like watching Tommy Edmond try to do a sack bunt earlier in the game. I think it was earlier in the game. And his bat's like at an angle up here. If you're watching on YouTube, it's going this way. Like, what are you doing, man? You got to keep it flat. All you do, put your thumb here behind the bat, okay? This is your swivel hand over here. This directs the bat. Boop, bunt. I don't know why it's so hard for them. They're just not good at it. So back to the game. They intentionally walk Solano, so we have first and third one out with Lopez up, and we get back to the five-man infield, which worked last time, so why not? Let's try it again. This time, it's Lopez who hits one at Tommy Edmond, who throws a more accurate strike to the plate this time. Kisner applies the tag, and he does <laughs> he does it right in poor Austin Romine's face, like right in the eyeball. It looked painful, but he's out, so we don't feel so bad for him because he plays for the bad guys. Now it's first and second with two outs. Moran hits a slow tapper to Arenado with third, but 
Even Nolan can't get the out, so the bases are now loaded two out, but Palante gets the ground ball to second. Innings over, and again, the Cardinals defense showing off why they are considered the best in the league. So now we're moving on to inning number 13. The Reds have to bring in Monday starter Chase Anderson to pitch because they're running out of pitchers. Goldie starts at second base, goes to third on an Arenado ground ball to the second base side. Good job, Nolan Arenado, because that's all you got to do there. Move the runner over. That way we can get a sack fly if need be, or he can uh, score on, on an error or maybe a deep grounder. It's something. There's so many, a pass ball, a wild pitch. There's so many more ways for you to score when that runner is on third base. So good job, Nolan Arenado. That brings in Albert, and you could just see it on Albert's face. Albert's like, I have had enough. I am 42 years old. Tired of this nonsense. No, it wasn't a home run, but first pitch, which is up here, up in his eyes. Um, it's a sinker up in the zone, and he he rips it. Sack fly to center field. Goldie scores. It's three to two. Albert gets the job done in what is going to be his final at bat at Great American Ballpark. O'Neill then walks, and that brings up Newt, who gets a cutter up in the zone, and he blasts this sucker into the Cincinnati night, landing on the netting in the Cardinals' bullpen. It's Newt's 10th of the year. That makes it 5-2. to two. Bottom of 13 we go. Palante's still in. He gives up an RBI single, but that's all. Grab the oxygen. Grab the orange slices. Whatever's going to make you feel better. This one is in the books. That's a winner. 5-3 to three for the Cardinals, who take 2-3 of three in Cincinnati and hang on to their six-game lead in the division over the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, let's go and uh, look at how good the Cardinals were in the month of August, since this is the last game. Now we're on September 1st. Uh, the Cardinals finished the month of August at 22 and 7, tying the Dodgers for the most wins in the month. They went 22 and 6. So, technically, winning percentage better than the Cardinals. Now, it was a dominant month at the plate for the Redbirds. They led all of Major League Baseball in home runs in the month. They hit 51 total. That was 10 more than Milwaukee. And I'm talking about Major Leagues, not just National League. This is Major Leagues. They led the league in RBIs with 168. Hits with 282, runs with 173. Their batting average, best in baseball, 281. OBP, best, 361. Slugging, 503. OPS, 864. All tops in the league. That's getting it done, man. That is getting it done. In the month of August, Nolan Arenado led Major League Baseball with a 1.139 OPS. Goldie, he was third, 1.115. Goldenado, they had a they had a heck of a month. Arenado finishes the month third in the league in batting average at 364. Goldie was seventh at 343. Home runs, both Arenado and Goldie led the league with nine dingers. They were tied overall with Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, and A. Eugenio Suarez, the former Red, who is now a, a Seattle Mariner, had himself a good month with the stick. Uh, Nolan led the league in RBIs with 29. Goldie third with 27. Nolan led the league in slugging percentage at 729. Goldie, fourth at 667. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Maybe co-MVPs. If 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 uh, Paul Goldschmidt doesn't get the triple crown and doesn't win the MVP outright, how would you feel about co-MVPs in the National League for Goldie and Arenado? I think they'd love that. I think they'd absolutely love that as teammates because they, they, they are buddies. They get along. They share a locker room and a shower, probably. Not like under the same shower head, but same shower. So they're cool. Uh, how about Albert? Albert's month of August. Now, we didn't qualify for all of the stats. 
so he couldn't lead the league in certain things because he didn't have enough at bats. He only had 61 at bats, but man, did he put them to good use in the month of August. Here's his final line. Albert Pujols, 42 year old Albert Pujols hit 361 in August with eight home runs, 17 RBIs, an OBP of 420, slugging 803, and his OPS 1.223. If he had qualified, would have blown everybody out of the water with stats like that. Unbelievable month by Albert Pujols. How about a shout out to Lars Newbar? Hit 284 for the month, but his OBP 421. Five home runs, 15 RBIs, and my favorite stat for, for Lars, 23 walks. 23 walks, which was second in all of Major League Baseball behind a couple of guys you may have heard of. Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees and Juan Soto of the San Diego Padres. They both had 25 in the month of August. So those two, and then Lars Newbar. That's how good he's been at the top of the order. Even when he's batting ninth, because he's kind of like a secondary leadoff guy. Because later on the game, when the, the lineup starts moving and it starts rolling over, he kind of becomes just that second leadoff guy. But 23 walks. That's fantastic. So just to point it out here, Juan Soto hit 265 with four home runs and seven RBIs. Lars Newbar, 284, five home runs, 15 RBIs. So it's clear to me, Newbar is better than Juan Soto. Mark it down. We can put that nonsense to bed now <laughs> that this team needed Juan Soto. All right, no more Juan Soto talk. Uh, Pitching-wise, Jordan Montgomery finishes the month 4-0. That's the second most wins in the league. He had a 1.76 ERA, which was sixth best in the league, and his whip of 0.82, fifth best. So, obviously, he's been huge. Huge since they got him from the Yankees. Ryan Helsley picks up four wins. He's now got nine of them on the season and three more saves. He's been fantastic. He He's an elite closer, one of the best in baseball. Uh, speaking of pitching, more good news for the Cardinals. Jack Flaherty throws last night at double-A Springfield. And from what I've been told, looked pretty darn good. I didn't get to see the game myself, but he threw 102 pitches in six and two-thirds. He allowed seven hits, three runs, walked two, but he struck out nine. Uh, I was told that his fastball was, was topping out around like 96, 97 at times. He'll be starting for the Cardinals on Monday against the Washington Nationals. That is set in stone from what I've read. Uh, the Cardinals also released their 2023 spring training schedule. The 29-game slate will begin on Saturday, February 25th against the Nationals in Jupiter. And uh, unfortunately, I do have some not-so-good news, some, uh, some more bad stuff for former Cardinal and current free agent pitcher Carlos Martinez. He has been suspended 85 games for violating the league's joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy. Major League Baseball did not release specifics about Martinez's case, but his suspension is retroactive to June 19th, which will be unpaid, and Martinez will have to undergo a treatment program as a result of this suspension. It's just not been good for Carlos since he's left the Cardinals. Um, he hit the free agent mark in the offseason, signed with the Giants in March, they cut him. He winds up with the Red Sox in May. And a week after signing with the Red Sox, he gets banned 80 games by Major League Baseball after testing positive for a banned substance. Not good, man. We hope um, we hope Carlos can work things out because for the longest time, remember, he was going to be one of these superstar guys in the, on the staff for the Cardinals. They moved him to the bullpen, hoping that the, the injury bug would leave him alone. It didn't work out. And now things don't look so good for him. Um, 
obviously not on the field because he can't play. He's suspended, but off the field, he's got problems now too. So hopefully things will get better for Carlos Martinez in the future. Uh, Cards get a much-needed rest day today. They're back home this weekend as they begin a three-game series against the Chicago Cubs. I want to thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. We're a week away from regular season games in the National Football League. Uh, The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, I want you guys to, uh, if you're on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. Appreciate it. The, The more you like, the more you subscribe, the more it allows the channel to grow. More Cardinals fans will be able to join us and comment and interact with us in our little community that, we, that we've got so far. But, but we're pushing. We're pushing towards 2,000 subscribers. I would love to get there uh, sometime in the, in the month of September. I think that would be great for the channel. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Also want to point out that uh, I was able to do a, um, a split podcast with uh, Sully from uh, from the MLB podcast. If you haven't had a chance to check that yet, uh, we have tweeted that out. Uh, link is there. You can see us. And we're talking all about not just uh, the Cardinals, but, you know, I would say 80% Cardinals stuff, but uh, just Major League Baseball in general, talking about what the Cardinals have done different this year, why uh, they've gone on this run in August. Uh, he was one of the guys that picked the Cardinals to win the World Series, and he still thinks that way. He thinks that's uh, what's going to happen this year. So uh, a fun discussion. We got to talk about some some uh, history of the St. Louis Cardinals, some trades and stuff. So we had a good time with it. Sully's a great guy. So if you haven't seen that one yet, be sure after you're done listening to this one, go check out that podcast as well. Once again, you guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals. Mm-hmm.